invite you to turn with us to the Gospel of John, uh, chapter 13, verse 35. These are some very strong words from our Lord, who plainly said, By this shall all men know that you are my disciples. And there's an if. It's conditional. If you have love, one to another. Father, I pray that you'd help our love to go beyond ourself, to reach out into the hearts of those who are broken, those who are sad, those who are lonely. Let them know we love them, Lord, and even not only to tell them, but that our actions might show that we do. In Jesus' name, amen. We're commanded to love one another. And the bottom line is, if we do not, then we sin. That's, that's this idea. If it's somebody you can't love, you need, to, you need to get it straight. You need to tell them, say, hey, I don't love you. Here's why. And fix it. Fix it. I didn't say like. Hey, you got to love everybody. You don't have to like what they do, the way they act. But you got to love them. What if Jesus hadn't loved us? While I was yet a sinner... Jesus died for me because of his love. Um, love conquers bickering. Uh, it brings blessings. It builds fellowship. It restores relationships. I can't imagine, uh, you know, uh, not loving somebody. I don't know of a soul I don't love. Think about it. Is it somebody you don't love? The problem at Corinth was was a simple lack of love. Genuine love. God's kind of love. Unconditional love. Uh, We think about that. God's eternal love. His never failing, forever, long lasting, throughout eternity kind of love. We're going to look at chapter 13. I didn't want to read all 13 verses and then go back and look at them again. So, um, but John's gospel, 13, 35, is by this, all men will know that you love me. If you love one another. And the the scripture says, uh, if I can't love you who I see and rub shoulders with, how can I say I love God whom I have never seen? People say, oh, I love God, I love the church, but they don't come. So first of all tonight, let's look at the powerlessness of service without love. This is verses one through three. Very plain there, Paul says, though I speak with tongues of men and angels and have not charity, have not love, he said, I am become as a sounding brass or a tinkling cymbal. You see, the whole gospel message is God's love story. Um, Speaking without love is just making a noise. Uh, No matter how we speak, uh, we are weak without love. No matter what our words might be, we might study to use big, long words, 
but they are worthless unless we love one another. And no matter how sincere we try to be, we fail without love. No, in this world, in this society, it doesn't sound right in public. If I see Jed out somewhere or any of you and I say, man, and hug him and say, I love you. The world sees that as a different kind of thing. But just to say it is not meaningful. Verse 2 says, and though I have the gift of prophecy and can understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and though I have all faith so that I could remove mountains and have not love, I'm nothing. The gift of prophecy. To know the future, hey, people might claim they do, but if they don't have love in their heart for God and for people, it's useless. Gift of understanding, to know all mysteries and not have love. What good is it? Then verse 3 says, And though I bestow all my goods to feed the poor, and though I give my body to be burned and have not love, it's not going to profit me anything. It's talking about sacrifice. You make all the sacrifices you want to, but if you don't have love in your heart, the Bible talks about bringing our gifts to the, to the, to the altar and, and have something against somebody. It's useless. It's useless. We can't act one way on on, during the week and on Saturday night and then turn around and be at church on Sunday, be happy, go look and say, oh, I love this and I love that. People know whether we do or not. A second thing, not only powerlessness of service without love, verses one through three, but if we look at verses four through seven, we see some practical uh, effects of love. Listen to these practical effects. Verse four says, love suffereth long, it's kind. Love envieth not, vaunteth not itself, is not puffed up, doth not behave itself unseemly, seeketh not her own, is not easily provoked, thinketh no evil, rejoiceth not in iniquity, but rejoices in the truth. And listen to this one. Beareth all things. Believeth all things, hopeth all things, endureth all things. Love suffereth long. When I think about not being puffed up, okay, I think of a, a mule-lipped person. Just, just mad about everything. Nothing goes my way. Just, just be plumb mule-lipped, you know. I think sometimes we see this, uh, we not only see, we see this in children, uh, you know, they'll roll that lip out there and we'll make a statement like, I could sit on that. But what about us adults? We do the same thing. We get puffed up. We get ill. We get mad. We want to get even. But that is not uh, the love route uh, that God would have us to, to go. Um, Peter asked the Lord, how many times I need to forgive uh, this person? Seven times? No. Seven times seven? No. 
Seven times 70, wasn't it? How many is that? 490 times. Oh, well, well, let me see now. Uh, I have forgiven you 489 times. I ain't going to do it but one more time. That's it. We don't keep records. We should not keep records. We are to forgive over and over. And I believe the reason he said seven times 70, hey, um, because he don't want us keeping a record, y'all. He wants us to forgive and forgive. People say, well, I'll forgive, but I ain't going to forget it. Well, the devil's not going to let you forget it. And every time you see that, hey, it's just like a place on your body that's festered. You know, he's doing pretty good, and all of a sudden you bump it, and here it goes all over again. A reminder all over again. Listen, I know people who have wronged me, and I'm satisfied they remember where I have wronged them. But we don't bring it up anymore. Well, don't you forget you owe me this or that. Well, no, we don't do that. If we love one another. Now, I believe this. I believe there's a stopping point after a while. Not in loving, but trying to help somebody that just is not interested. They just, hey, they, as long as you give, they're going to receive. And, uh, you know, we just a lot of time aiding and abetting when we ought to say, listen, I love you. But I can't go any further because you're not trying to help yourself. You're not trying to help yourself. Uh, you know, I'm thankful uh, that Paul said under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit that love is kind. It's kind. He said it envieth not. It vaunteth not itself. It's not puffed up. It doesn't misbehave. It doesn't want its own way all the time. You see people that way, well, I don't get my way. I'm, I'm just going to quit. Well, you know, my way is not always the right way. You know, I stand to be corrected. I stand to be put in a different place, a different way. He said it does not misbehave. Love is not easily provoked. It's not irritable. Now, husbands, you listening? If she says something, spouts off at you that don't sound right, do you return words or say nothing? You know, I, I have found and Lynn has found, hey, just don't say nothing. You don't say nothing, you ain't got to take back nothing. When it talks about that, that irritableness, I believe it was Tony Evans. We were listening to him preach on husbands and wives. And <laughs> he said the man turned and looked at her and thought, there's a lot of wind in them jaws. I'm going to get out of the way. You know, hey, well, they might be. But, you know, I've learned. And so has Lynn. Hey, I love you. You know, go ahead and tell me how you feel. I want you to unload on me. Tell me how you feel. And then don't get irritable about it. Uh, someone said, what you going to do about that? I said, I'm going home with her. I'm going to get in the same bed she's getting in. Well, I ain't going to do it. I'll sleep on the couch first. Let me tell you, that's not the best place to be. I have literally been in the doghouse. 
true story. We hadn't been married probably two years maybe. When was it? I don't think it was that, but anyway. You're probably right. But we had this bulldog, and it was pouring down rain. We had just got him, and he was running that mouth. Oh, he was barking and barking and barking. He was in a fence, had a nice doghouse. I'm talking, this doghouse was about three by four, had a tin top on it. Nice doghouse with plenty of straw in it. And he's out there in the rain just howling and barking. And I told Lynn, I said, he's going to wake up the neighbors. We're going to be in trouble. So I go out there. I go in the pen and I push him into the doghouse. I just push him in there and run back to the gate. Before I got back to the house, he yapping again. Yap, yap, yap. And, and so I went back out there. Now we haven't been married long. Went back out there. I shoved him up in there again. Here he comes out again. Well, this time I'm getting irritable, okay? I shove him up in there and I went in there with him. And I literally, the rain was pouring down. I love rain on a tin roof and I literally went to sleep. I literally was in the doghouse. I was irritated, but not so much I couldn't go to sleep. So don't go to bed mad. Because you won't get over it. You'll go to work next morning and you'll be irritable at work. What's wrong with him? Don't ask him. <laughs> Don't ask him. <laughs> get it fixed. Don't be irritable. That's love. Love does not try to do evil against those who do evil against them. You remember what the Lord said, I will repay. I'll do the paying back. You just do your part. I'll take care of the rest. It does not rejoice in iniquity either. Love loves the truth. That scripture said it bears all things. It love believes all things and expects the best. Expects the best. A third thing is we, we look at the uh, God's eternal love. Uh, uh, we think about the powerlessness of service without love and the, the practical effects of love. But last of all is the permanence of this love. God says, I want to love you forever, okay? I'm not going to quit on you. I'm not going to give up on you. And so we look at these. Uh, verse 8 says, love never faileth. But whether there be prophecies, they shall fail. Where there shall be tongues, they shall cease. Where there shall be knowledge, it shall vanish away. For we know in part and we prophesy in part. But when that which is perfect is come, okay? Who's perfect? Our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. When that which is perfect is come, then that which is in part shall be done away. Then he says, when I was a child, I spake as a child, I understood as a child, I thought as a child, but when I put away childish things, I became a man when I put away childish things. For now we see through a glass, and it's dark, but then one day, face to face, and then we can say, now I know in part, but then shall I know 
And people ask this question, will I be known in heaven? There's your answer right there. But then shall I know even as also I am known. And then he finishes that 13th chapter up by saying, and now abideth faith. It takes faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. And there abideth hope. Our hope is in the Lord. And then there's love, the love of the Father, the love of Jesus, the love of the Holy Spirit, the love that you and I have for one another, the love we have for the work that we do in the name of Jesus. And then he says, but the greatest of these, all of them, when we look at the three things uh, that he names there, um, faith and hope, the greatest of these uh, is love. You see, love never fails. Love is never obsolete. Love covers a multitude of sin when we forgive. Uh, it's an everlasting bridge from earth to heaven. As you saw on the screen this morning, that uh, one of those sayings, that bridge from earth to heaven was built with only two pieces of wood. The cross of Christ made a bridge. When we think about the love, we can't help but think about the fruits of the Spirit. In the book of Galatians, it says there's love. If you, if you have the love in your heart and you, you work toward having the fruits of the Spirit and, it, and allow them to, to show, he names them love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance. Then he says, of all these things right here, there is no law against these. These are free. These are things that you and I, as a Christian, as we grow in the Lord, that we, we receive these things, and we need to give them away. We need to give them away. No matter where we are in life, we need to let the love of God flow through us. I think it starts in the home. I think it starts with a husband and a wife. I think it ought to flow from a husband and a wife through the children and then through the family and then through the church family and then through the pastor, the deacons, the Sunday school teachers, everybody working together to let the community know, hey, we love you. We want what's best for you. Father, thank you for this time together with our church family. Thank you for every home that's represented in this room tonight. Lord, I pray that you'd bless uh, every home. Lord, that you'd give us a good week. And we look forward to Wednesday night coming together and uh, talking about missions and, and doing the things that you would have us to do. And Lord, I just pray that you'd give us a good evening, that you'd watch over and keep us safe. God, we'll love you in, in all that you do for us, for we ask it in Jesus' name, amen.